0: Welcome to today's show and with me is Lauren Henry. Lauren Henry just knocked on my door and she has some interesting stories about (laughs) moonshine and bootlegging. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you, Olga.
1: Thanks for having me on such
0: an unexpected notice. That's what it's all about. Lauren you tell me that you are from Midlands Distillery.
1: Yes, and we are a macro distillery.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, I can't. I hear you. Let me just try and pick it up a bit. Okay. A micro distillery out in the Midlands?
1: Yes, so we're currently based out in Crammond just behind Albert Falls. Okay. We're on a, a beautiful farm out there.
0: And uh, you get there via, on the way to New Hanover, the Greytown Road? Yes, or we do take. you come through Carclough?
1: You can come through Carclough. Okay. Um, it's just with those dirt roads, it can be a little bit yeah, heavy going tricky. on your vehicle. So we tend to come out on the on that Grey Town Road. Okay. And then turn All the mountain bikers
0: know where Carclough is and all the Germans would know when you is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> <Okay>.
1: so true. <laughs> so
0: we'll find you. But but it's not something that I mean you don't have some you don't have anything that people can see there or it's not open to the public, is it?
1: It isn't open to the public just yet. At okay. the moment we're in quite a small distillery space and when we first looked at our premises when we when we were working towards getting our license, we thought, oh this will be ample space. And it's taken us nine months to get our micro-manufacturing oh, license. Only? I
0: know.
1: I, I was quite surprised that it came through <laughs> at nine months. We were expecting longer, but we were delighted when it came through early. And in that time frame, we have filled that <laughs> warehouse like you can't believe. With so, Yeah, wow. Well, just with, with equipment as well. We, okay. we have two stills. and um, We've got fermentation tanks. We store our bottles. So between just the grain and your bottles and the stills and your bottling equipment, it it fills the space very quickly. So at the moment we are outgrowing our space. So as much as we're very proud of it and we love our distillery, when we want to open it for tours, we'd love to be in a space that's better suited for for the public to come and visit. Also, we're based on a working farm at the moment. So the owners have been absolutely incredible in in allowing us to to start our distillery on their premises. Mm. But I don't think they'd be too happy if they had <laughs> hundreds of, of visitors hoarding okay. <laughs> out of their working farm. <laughs> so
0: tell us the background. You you said earlier that uh, it, it's an old abandoned wine for wine yeah, winery.
1: So um, the building was initially erected by the son of the people who own the farm, and they were they were going to to bring out a wine, and sadly okay. it didn't come to fruition. Okay. but it was an an old building that was initially built to be a winery that we've converted into a distillery. Um, We've learned a lot in the process. We had initially dreamt of being able to build our distillery from scratch, but having now gone this route where we've learned shucks there, we would have made so many mistakes if we had built from scratch. So it's been such a blessing in being able to to use the space as our learning curve for when one day we do have our dream premises, we can then, do everything right the first time. <laughs> okay. And
0: it's, it's on. Is it on the Petey's Lake Farm, or is it Petes Lake is the resort?
1: So Lake is the resort down mm-hmm. at the smaller dam, okay. and we're based on Corn Dean Farm, okay. which is Robin and Fay Petes' farm. Okay, I know. Beautiful, Fay, yeah. beautiful farm. They currently okay. have beautiful orchards. I mean, for us. To work, it's yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful place to work. Well, I
0: hope yeah. that you stay there and you don't move to the touristy. <laughs> <midlands>. <laughs>
1: oh, well, thank you, Volga. It is, a, it is a beautiful farm. It really, okay. really we, is. we're
0: going. We, we're taking a few steps back. Mm. We we let's start at the beginning. <laughs> Out of this whole idea, get into your head.
1: So, or was it, it your partner? You've got a partner. Yes. Okay. So this was this was Angelo's idea, and mm.
0: what's his name, Angelo? Angelo
1: Wilkie Page. Okay. He was an explorer before, sounds like an before explorer. he was okay. a distiller.
0: How <laughs> does an explorer um, make a living?
1: So he was running an expedition called Expedition 720, where he aimed to be the first person to circumnavigate the globe from east to west and pole to pole under human power. Oh. So uh, to date, he has crossed from... Um, LA all the way up to Alaska, so he's done majority of of North America via bike kayak, pulling a sledge sledge when it got too bad, (laughs) you name it and um, sadly when we met when he was planning to paddle across the Bering Strait to Russia so he was going to paddle from Alaska to the first little island Little Diomede, to the second island Big Diomede and across to Russia Oh. And sadly, politics played quite yeah, a big role in putting a, a hamper on that. And he decided to put the expedition on hold and build his own business. And when he came back, I'll never forget the one evening he sent me a text message saying, I'm going to make moonshine. And I, I really did.
0: So is he South African?
1: <laughs> he is South African. Okay. Um, from Peter Maritzburg. Uh, okay. um, and yeah, I'll never forget that day when he said, no, I'm I'm going to make Moonshine, and yeah. I read that text message, and I thought, oh, okay, all right, whatever.
0: Did you know what moonshine <laughs> was then?
1: My knowledge of moonshine was what, as South Africans, typically know mm. about your sort of your witblitz or your yeah. manpour, and I, I don't think yes, I don't think I had enough of a knowledge mm. about moonshine, and only when Angelo got back and we actually started doing our R and D for the product did we actually start tasting, it and I thought, sure, this is really it's a it's a craft spirit. Well, the okay. way we manufacture it, it, you end up with a really beautiful spirit at the okay. end of the day.
0: What's the, what's the timeline?
1: So the timeline, oh, for when we first yep. started r and yeah, when you got that sure. text. This was, <laughs> it must have been, because he went on the, his distilling course in October last year. Okay. So it must have been a good two months Okay, Before so it's not that. Too long. So no. About a year ago. Yeah. So okay. we were incredibly excited. I mean when we set our goals for what we wanted to achieve in the coming year, I think we were just ecstatic that we managed to get our micro manufacturing licence yeah. within a year and managed to release our first product yeah, within a year and very so it has been very exciting. It's had its moments where it's been quite mm. stressful. Um anyone who's gone through the process of applying for a, a manufacturing mm. licence or a liquor licence will know the frustrations there. It involves, but, yeah. Um, yeah, we were delighted with, with
0: okay. the result. Yeah. So, I can remember 10, 15, 20 years ago, mm. there was a Midlands distillery. So, I'm surprised oh, really? that you've got the name.
1: Yeah, so There was we, a guy in really?
0: Meritsburg who traded, and uh, he not I don't think he was very successful. He yeah. had a few retailers buying something from him, and it was Midlands distillery. Oh,
1: wow. But he must
0: have closed, and the ni- name must have lapsed.
1: Yeah, so we when we first decided on on what we were going to name our distillery mm. um, we both love the Midlands and yeah. that's something that we'd love to call home one day um, with Angelo being based in Hilton at the moment um, currently in Hillcrest we're
0: all explorers explore,
1: explore, yes <laughs> right. um, we'd love to Except Kingsley Hold yeah, yes.
0: He doesn't live in Hilton No,
1: he doesn't But we'd love to live in the Midlands And okay. when we decided on the name We did a check We mm-hmm. began the process of registering the company And it was available And okay. we were delighted Because for us that was a really yeah. iconic name That we thought people would relate to Okay, oh. but
0: for me you've got, is got a, farm you've got is got a also name. in the Midlands
1: Yes <laughs> uh, well, I like to think so. It's yeah, a it is. it is it's a beautiful beautiful place, and the yeah. farmers who have farms out there are lucky. It's a it's yeah. a beautiful spot. Yeah. Okay.
0: yeah. So tell us what moonshine is, because everybody asked me where must I put this in the bottle store?
1: Where does moonshine belong? <laughs> so and that was um, actually a question we had to ask ourselves, especially yeah. when it came to um, going to apply for our A code and all yeah. of the logistical things. We've actually had to put it under spirit apéritif because. But in the essence, flavored ones. Yes, the flavored ones fall under spirit aperitif. Mm-hmm. However, we had to categorize it as an unspecified spirit in terms oh. of the classifications that you get. Um, for your A codes however I mean for us if we were to take our white lightning moonshine yeah. and barrel it for three years we'd end up with whiskey. a whiskey yeah. so for us it's an unaged whiskey yeah. that we've termed bootlegger moonshine yeah. so it, for us that beautiful grain flavour that you get definitely reminds us more of a whiskey than any any other spirit so it, that Rather grain flavour is beautiful cane yes okay. exactly exactly okay. yeah
0: but uh, in terms of positioning it for the poor bottle stores. who <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've created a new challenge. <laughs> yes.
0: but, yeah, and the problem is, and it's, it's a problem because, and I can relate to it, mm. because I published a beer book and nobody goes, wakes up one morning and says, I'm looking for a beer book. The only time <laughs> they look for that is when they want to start brewing and my book doesn't really help them how, how to brew. Mm. It takes them to all the breweries. Yes. But nobody says... Uh, today I'm going to buy moonshine. So nobody walks into the (laughs) bottle store and says, I want moonshine, and then the bottle store manager can say, this is where I keep all the moonshine. You have to place it somewhere where the people will buy it by accident. Yes. Unless you're doing a promotion in the store. So let's agree
1: Mm. on
0: a place to put the stuff.
1: I would definitely put it under your your other party spirits because yeah, for party us spirits. yes because mm. for us the moonshine that Angelo encountered while he was in America mm. was the party drink yeah. and uh, whenever he had the opportunity to taste it it was drunk in a in a real party setting yeah, and people were drinking a it bunch. no and I mean they were pouring it straight out the jar into their glasses yeah. there was spillage and he just said it had such a party feel to it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely place it under, under that section of the bottle store yeah. where you get your your real unique party drinks. Because okay. um, it is really unique in itself. And I think yeah. that's the challenge is that there isn't any.
0: Yeah, there's a mm-hmm. lot of education to be done.
1: Exactly. So,
0: I mean, if I look at the White Lightning, which mm. is your 43% yes. just a grain spirit, I mean, yes. I'm tempted to put it with the whiskies. <laughs> that yes. one. That's fine. Um, because it is an unaged whiskey. yes. But then it wants to stay with its with its no, siblings. It needs to be with the siblings. The siblings they... need to be in the party section exactly. because they
1: thirty
0: five percent and not enough sugar to be a liqueur, I guess.
1: Exactly. No, no. So uh, what what we really love about this product is its versatility. Mm. So. For us, you can drink any of the four flavors as a shot. Okay. Look, what are the, the four flavors. So our first flavor is the White Lightning, okay, which, which is, is the is pure not, grain no spirit. No, um, and it's it's you you will get a grainy taste from it, and okay. quite a bit because it's at forty three percent. So yeah. that is uh, that's potent. So yeah. I mean, if you wanting to have a big chug out the jar or have a shot, it's Okay. It's strong. And do
0: you use that for cocktails or, or something?
1: Yes. So as you'll see on the on the jar, we've actually attached four cocktail suggestions okay. for each flavor. So different ways that you can mm. mix the white lightning to, into okay. one of your, your favorite cocktails. So we've made a spin on a couple of cocktails that we feel it really works well with.
0: Uh-huh.
1: The second flavor we have is one of our favorites, Omar's Apple Pie. Uh-huh. And...
0: It sounds half American and
1: half yeah. Afrikaans. <laughs> oh, it's, it's definitely for us. It definitely has um, a South African feel yeah. because my gran makes a really wicked apple crumble, uh, okay. and for me, when I when I smell it and when I taste it in a drink it, reminds me of my my, my gran's apple apple crumble. And um, especially when we you sniff the, reduc- the reduction before you put it into the. Um, the alcohol, okay. it, oh, it just smells like so, alcohol. So, the flavoring,
0: how, is it, it's not synthetic then?
1: No, so we actually cook up our own reduction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we use a big pot and we mix in, in 100% apple juice, we mix in Isn't vanilla just cloves. Is it easier to get,
0: uh, find the flavoring house?
1: You can. Uh, I think because obviously this is our, our first spirit, we've we already put ourselves in it and yeah. we've, we've done everything ourselves so that we know. We know how to do it. And because we know because only,
0: only five years ago when vodka caramel vodka came on the market <laughs> yes. in these beautiful flask bottles and it was a million-dollar success mm. overnight, I mean, that was completely synthetic, am I right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And now,
0: five years later, no synthetic stuff, yeah. everything is handmade.
1: Yes.
0: Isn't it interesting?
1: It is. And I think for us it's been important because... But do you think we people want to appreciate that? I think your true craft... You've got to tell
0: the story 400 times <laughs>
1: before anybody believes you. Yeah, I think your, your true craft... Well, your, your people who appreciate a true craft spirit yeah. will appreciate that it's yeah. truly handcrafted Actually. because it's very easy to write handcrafted on yeah, your label. It, it is. It is. And Nothing
0: stops you from doing that.
1: Yeah, um, and I mean, a lot of these first batch of bottles that we've done are truly handcrafted because yeah. it's been it's been quite a mission getting our machines calibrated, our labelling machines and our does, filling machines. It does and,
0: look lucky uh, label um, it by hand. No,
1: it doesn't <laughs> So a lot of this first batch yeah, it's, were it's small. were hand labeled with love yeah. and care and until we eventually getting our mm. machines calibrated so that it it labels to perfection. Okay. But so when I say handcrafted, this for us is really a true handcrafted okay. spirit. So for me I think we love the Omar's Apple Pie because we feel it is so uniquely South African. Um, And it's lovely because that is a drink that's very drinkable on the rocks. It's lovely with a tonic, even if you're a bit of a sweet tooth, to mix it with a Uh Sprat. And then we've also again made suggestions of different cocktail mixes. Um, And one of my favorites is a little hottie where you mix it in. You mix two shots of the Omar's Apple Pie with hot spice tea, lemon and honey. How do you make the tea? So you just brew your tea in, in boiling water, yeah. mix in your two shots of, of moonshine and some lemon and honey and it's whew, sure does warm you up. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: So for us we really love the Omar's apple pie. Um and I just I think because for me it reminds me of my gran, it's yeah, yeah it's
0: and where, where, where did you... Was you on a farm or...?
1: No, my gran... We've actually been very blessed. My gran has lived next door to us since we were uh, two. Okay. So we've had many evenings helping in gran Har- cook.
0: In, Hilton, and, all, in I'm in, actually in, in from Hilcrest right? Yeah.
1: Okay. So I've been very blessed to have my gran mm. next door to me for almost all my life um, and watched her bake, helped her cook, licked the batter, you okay. name it. <laughs> um, okay. And then one of our other flavours, which actually is, is one of my favorites, is the rose. And I didn't anticipate loving this product as much as I have. Um, and for me, my favorite way to drink the rose is with tonic. It really, the essence that we have for the rose has a lovely, almost a little bit of a fruity undertone to mm-hmm. it. So you, you have that floral floral smell and that little floral taste that, you, that leaves on your tongue, but it's not... Potently floral. It's got a beautiful, gentle note to it, and I've really loved drinking it with tonic. But again, we've we've made four different cocktails of different ways that you can you can mm-hmm. mix the rose. Um, we've got yeah. Some and what's different the between
0: that and a pink gin?
1: So that actually, funny enough, I deciphered the difference the other day because
0: okay. no, like like
1: any yes, like any other girl. Who doesn't love Musgrave Pink Gin? It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful in its bottle. It's divine to drink. And when Angelo poured me a glass of the rose m- mixed with some tonic water, I said to him, "Oh my goodness me! This reminds me so much of the Musgrave Gin because of the pink flavour that you get, or the yeah. pink, your pink cl- sorry, the pink colouring that you get through yeah. your drink, and that rose and floral flavour. Except you don't get that hint of juniper, and that for me is the difference." Okay. Is, um, for all the girls who love a good gin, this reminds me very much of a gin, but without that juniper mm. note. So that's what classifies a gin, is the juniper. It so to, a this gin has
0: to have juniper.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So this is very different to a gin, but for me it's just as drinkable as a good yeah. gin. Yeah.
0: So Simone from Musgrave was mm-hmm. one of my first interviews on, oh, on my well,
1: podcast. Yeah. She's got a beautiful product. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, when... Andrew and I speak of gins. Musgrave is up there as one of our,
0: yeah, our favourites. Both of their for brands. For me, it's ninety percent presentation and marketing. Oh, yes, but obviously the product is exceptional. Yeah, I
1: mean they they were brilliant. And when they brought yeah. out their rose their rose gin, it's it's one of a kind. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you must go back and listen to that. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I definitely will.
1: And then our last flavour is actually a limited edition, um, which I'm quite heart so about because it's been really popular amongst.
0: I'm about this one. Uh, it's also
1: yeah, it's it's been really popular amongst a lot of our friends who've tasted mm-hmm. our product, especially the guys. We took a Indian Pale Ale and oh, ran okay. it through our still, and this beautiful limited edition IPA is is what
0: okay. came out,
1: and it's got a lovely fruity fruity taste, but still that hops hops sort of aftertaste. It is. Lovely, and um, a lot of our friends have really enjoyed drinking you it on the rocks. The beer. So, ooh, That's a trade secret. <laughs> <'cause> uh, <okay. laughs> we're secretly hoping to be able to get our hands on another on another, another barrel bench. from then because. Yeah. I really do think it's going to be one of the most popular ones, especially amongst the lads. Yeah. But um, sadly, we only managed to get a barrel from them. And okay. this is what we we ended up with. And we've loved it. Um, so this on the rocks or with a Sprite for a bit of a sweet tooth or otherwise with tonic is... Mm-hmm. Hell of a nice, yeah. So, so
0: we'll make a call to all the brewers. <laughs> <on occasion then.
1: laughs> if anyone wants <laughs> wants to get rid of any of their their lager, they know yeah. who to send it to because yeah. sure, once you put it through the still, it, oh, it's lovely, and lovely. It, and this this 35%. run was yeah, this run was particularly mm-hmm. particularly nice.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, and that, those are our four flavors at the moment, but we certainly are wanting to expand and. Yeah. We're actually hoping to bring out a Christmas edition just before Christmas, um, a cherry Christmas for yeah. a little bit of a pun on Merry Christmas. Okay. Um, so that's something we'd love to bring out just before Christmas because for us, these are the perfect stocking fillers Yeah. Like as a, as I mean, a, gift, a gift for yeah. dad because poor dads always get socks or golf balls. Yeah. So for dad to maybe get a jar of moonshine with his socks would be a nice change. <laughs> <Yeah>. So
0: the <laughs> challenge is to, to make this um, with any, any micro distiller is... Mm is for me it's either a Paz Taliki product and you end up only being sold in the Paz Talikis in the Western Cape or it becomes crafty and, and mainstream and, and the bottle stores actually sell it um, I've got some some of my friends who have micro distillers and they really struggle to get it to market because it's too too crafty Paz Taliki is the only word I, I don't know of another word to yeah. describe it and My friend Stefan from Clarence who owns a a brewery and a distillery there makes a a liqueur in in a swing top bottle and he says the only time we sell this is if somebody comes to Clarence and he needs a gift for the guy who looks after their dog. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't want these products to end up in that category. No, most
1: certainly not. And for us, I think what we love about this product is that it is The price range that we're wanting to market it in is affordable. So, if you're on your way to a bar and you want to take a drink, for us Mm. ideally, pick up a bottle of moonshine because it just not only can you drink it on the rocks Mm. or with a mix that your host might have on hand but if you really want to be creative, you can mix up some really inventive cocktails and for us, ideally, we want to price it, yes, it is a craft spirit, but Mm. we don't want it to be one of those exorbitantly expensive craft spirits that... That only the very select few can afford. Yeah. This is definitely a product that we want everyone to enjoy, okay. which is why, when we when we marketed it, we wanted it to sit at a really reasonable price on the on the shelf, mm-hmm. so that ideally we want as many people as possible to enjoy our moonshine.
0: Mm-hmm, yes, yeah. yeah,
1: and for it to be sort of the iconic South African party drink.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. and the the name bootlegger moonshine. Mm.
1: I mean
0: it's it's what it's supposed to be, hey?
1: yeah. Well, when when we were debating the name, I just Angelo decided. He just said bootlegger moonshine, and I and we both agreed on the spot. And for me, it just it really encapsulates uh, the history of moonshine, yeah. Um, and yeah, and bootlegging. I mean, back in the day, bootlegging came from when soldiers used to slip bottles of of their little pants into their boots or under their leg trousers, oh. and that's where bootlegging came okay, from, from so. the boot of a car, which... <laughs> yeah, so some of the research that we've we've done is, is from the old civil war. So okay. I mean people have been bootlegging for a long time. <laughs> um and obviously now thank goodness it's it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> but we just love the term bootlegging and we we just felt like it really did justice to the product that yeah. yeah. And especially our little Landy logo. That was our South African touch because yeah.
0: um recraft so spur every craft distiller and every craft brewer needs a landy.
1: Oh, well, I mean, that's Angelo's dream. Gosh, I think he'd be the happiest man if I brought him a, brought home a landy one day and said Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, Maybe and this, hard. December.
0: <laughs> what is this little metal piece?
1: Ah, so you've discovered the nails. So if How's I open this hell? jar for you, we, obviously, we love the fact that we wanted to sell it in a mason jar because moonshine, it just fitted the mason jar so well. So explain um, that. So, mm-hmm. In America that where sort of moonshine really first started. They they all drink it straight out of the mason jar. I mean, that's.
0: What is a mason jar? Mason jar
1: for us South Africans would be a jam jar. Like a jam your, jar or. Yes, no. um, for what we would refer to as a jam jar. And we just felt like it really suited our product, that it mm-hmm. it came in the traditional mason jar. Um, but what we found is, as most people will know, jars sometimes don't always seal 100%. So what we've done is we've put in a foil seal. Inside the mason jar to prevent any leakage And what you then do is take that little nail that we've attached there And you pierce two holes into the foil seal Just so that you have a bit of an easier or a smoother pour Mm. Look, if you're busy having a bit of a (laughs) jaw I don't think anyone's going to mind if it's a clean or a messy pour (laughs) But for those who are a little bit more refined We felt that it would just ensure a bit of a cleaner pour into their whiskey glass (laughs) And when we were looking for something to, to pierce the foil, we discovered those nails and we just said, ah, oh, that fits the product to a T. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A
0: lot of, lot of manual labor, though. Yes. If you get, a, if you get an order for 10,000 <laughs> bottles.
1: <laughs> so uh, at the moment, obviously, because we are a micro distillery and a new business, Angela and I do it all. Yeah. Um, and obviously, when, when we can afford to, we would love to employ good long term staff that can help share yeah. the burden of things like tying nails onto <laughs> the bottles and I think obviously I I love doing it now because we want our product to be perfect and both Angela yeah. and I um, tend to to micromanage so I think it's going to be really hard for us one day to eventually hand that job over to someone else because we just want every bottle to be perfect and <laughs> everyone to the be thing. the same and <laughs> I think we were actually chatting about it the other day and we said it's it's going to be hard when we eventually hire someone and say Hey okay. now this is <laughs> this is how you do it please please do it with the same love and care that we do um, but yeah, I think that's something we're going to have to do one day because we can't do it all. so we're going to have to eventually start employing staff to to help to help us along the way, but for now it's Angela and I. Yeah. yeah so we
0: we used to I used to sell a, a vodka brand yeah and sometimes the vodka would arrive here without any labels and we set up a, a labelling plant on my, in my garage oh, really? and we apply the, our stickers with the same love and care of a handcrafted oh, really? moonshine, except we sold our vodka for 50 bucks oh. <laughs> in the dark streets of uh, Peter
1: Merisburg. oh that's brilliant <laughs> yeah. God, it's amazing when you, when you start doing it yourself, I think I think that's also something I've learned now that I've started speaking to people about selling the product Mm. is I'm so excited about it because we've enjoyed drinking it and we've seen how it's been made and so you innately are in love and proud of your product and obviously when you go to most bottle stores they just kind of want to know if it's going to sell.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so you expect
1: know. that same enthusiasm and awe when you show them your product. And um, the, the bottle stores that I've, I've spoken to already have been amazing. And uh, a lot of them have been very enthusiastic, which was which was very exciting for me. Um, but there have been one or two that were kind of like, oh, okay, that's, mm. that's, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I think when it when it's your handcrafted product you innately expect people to really fall in love with it as much as you have um, but again that takes, it takes time and it takes people actually tasting your product to realise sure this is, I'll have this again
0: yeah. <laughs> it's it certainly I mean to, to sell your own product is a privilege Because Mm. as soon as you hand it over to a distributor, you can't hand over the enthusiasm.
1: Yeah, it's so true.
0: And uh, so I think it's the most important thing that you can do is sell your own product. Um, And probably the most successful way is to sell it out of the boot of your car.
1: Yeah, well, um, (laughs) I never knew my little Grand R10 would be stocked so full of alcohol. (laughs) And I think for my friends who know me... um, I'm a bit of a lightweight. So it, it really doesn't take much <laughs> to get me a little bit tipsy, and uh, I've never really been the biggest drinker. So when I announced that I was I was closing my OT practice to to work at the distillery full time, I think there were quite a few shocked faces. You thought Lauren at a distillery, <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I, now my little grand tins packed full with boxes of moonshine. <laughs> <it then. laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it's funny how life takes you.
0: It is. Such a different
1: part. So,
0: I'll, I'll I'll tell you a story. When I was I spent a lot of time at Hillcrest Tops. So Hillcrest uh, Tops has become the ultimate destination for yeah. craft beer, first of all, mm. and now craft spirits. And one day I was standing there, and this um, beautiful lady walks in, and she says she introduces herself to me and says, "I'm from Durban Brewing Company." I said, "It can't be." <laughs> I would have heard about the (laughs) Durban Brewing Company and the same happened today. And when Taryn walked in, I gave her a hug and I said, no, you've got to have a hug. I mean, you can't just walk into Hilton's Tops and announce yourself as the Durban Brewing Company and we've never heard of you. No, exactly. And you did the same. You said, I'm from the Midlands Distilling Company. I said, why have I
1: never heard of you? And it's funny because i I definitely heard of you. Your name (laughs) name had popped up a few times and when it popped up again today, I said, I have to phone this man. I I can't have heard his name so many times and not and not given him a buzz. So, yeah.
0: so I think the important thing for you now on, on your next steps is mm. is not to go to those stupid bottle store owners that will not appreciate you and that'll wear you down. Oh,
1: thank so, you, Holger.
0: So I need to I need uh-huh. to put up all of the red flags where not to go to,
1: <laughs> and <laughs> where to go uh, to.
0: Yeah, definitely because it's it's quite. It's nice when you walk into a bottle store where they appreciate oh, your product. Oh, it's
1: lovely. And
0: when they don't, it's not nice. Yeah.
1: And for me, I, I'm all about relationships. And yeah. for me, when you can obviously build a relationship with a store owner and that becomes a long-term relationship, that's even more enjoyable because yeah. then you can pop in and have a chat and. Exactly. Maybe, oh, it's just for me, that just makes work so much more pleasurable. Um, and it was actually quite exciting. We. We dropped off one of our first orders at the Meander Fine Wines at yes. Wiggly Wiggly. And um, the couple who own it are, are lovely. And I actually popped back the next day. I was driving past and I needed to chat to them about something. And I popped and they said, oh, it's so nice to see you. We've actually just sold your, your, one of your first bottles of moonshine. I said to them, really? <laughs> I was so <laughs> excited. And they said, but you're not going to believe it. It was the most unlikely of customers. Apparently, it was an older lady who came in and bought the first bottle of moonshine because she needed a gift for a friend. Uh, so, they said out of all the clientele who they expected to buy the moonshine, they never expected it, it to be so. an elderly lady who'd waft in and say, I need a gift and I think this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, we thought that that was quite brilliant. Is that It's just so unexpected. And that's mm. the thing is it can appeal to everyone when… When we showed it to our folks, I mean, it's amazing how my folks and, and even their friends have really enjoyed drinking the moonshine. And I think that's what's really appealed to us. As much as it really does suit the iconic party era for South Africa, it really can appeal to, to anyone who just wants mm. a really good drink that's also affordable, but has been crafted with a lot of love and care to taste darn
0: good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so, so do you know the other distillers in KZN so let's start in the north we've got Topanga Topanga yes have you been there
1: um, Angelo has been there okay. and they oh, yeah wow Topanga have, they have a beautiful beautiful distillery and a beautiful product yeah. um, their rum so they is one of a kind
0: which is uh, a yeah. Uh, Rum Agricole?
1: Yes, and one, okay. of, one of the only estate rums which I think mm. is amazing to mm. know that it goes from start to finish On the farm. crafted on the farm. Yeah. I think it's incredible and Topanga have actually been incredible to Angelo. They, okay. they were fantastic in just giving advice and yeah wow they when we started this business mm. it's been incredible to see how open people have been mm to just sharing advice and you'll chat to someone who'll say oh you must speak to so and so they'll be able to help you out or speak to so and so about advice for this and we just cannot believe how open and welcoming people have been and Topanga were yeah Topanga were definitely one of those people who just were so incredible when Angela Mm -hmm. went to go and see their distillery and chat to them they've yeah they were lovely so great team out there
0: and then Andrew at 031.
1: Yes. We've actually know. been there. We've okay. had drinks there, and they yeah. make a fantastic gin. We, yeah. we really love their gin. That yeah. was yeah, something we've enjoyed drinking.
0: Let me try and think. I think Nottie's Rawdon's Hotel has now got a little ginery yes. or gin yes. distillery. Yes. So, and then you guys. So I'm not aware of, I know there used to be a distillery in Newcastle. Oh, really? But what I never saw the product, and I don't really know what they were doing. I think they were distilling maize and oh, wow. making—I don't know—I don't know where the product went. Sure. I can't, I can't even remember what it was called. Northern hotel Distillers or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but besides that,
1: it's just the four of us from what we you. know. Yeah. And I'm
0: sure overnight there'll be 44.
1: Yeah. It's. I mean, you can even see it in Cape Town. They're, yeah. Uh, Hope on Hopkins were were some of the first to start and many followed. And mm. yeah, it's it's definitely definitely boomed. Even in the last year from when we applied out for our license, we've heard of more and more popping up down in the Cape, so yeah. there's definitely it's is definitely growing. Is there a way growing. to check
0: with the with where did you have to apply for your license?
1: So we had to go down to the kwazulu Liquor Authority okay. down in Durban. Will and the bottle
0: stores apply as well.
1: Yes, yes. So we had yes, we applied through the same department.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. And that is not a very nice department, is it?
1: Oh look, we had a we had a wonderful contact oh. uh, again. All these incredible people who have been recommended to us. We had a contact for a lawyer who works. Bottle stores And people mm-hmm. who are Trying to apply For their licenses He sort of just Helps, helps you you want to
0: Mention the name?
1: <laughs> Shame I'm worried to Mention the name And then poor chap Gets flooded With, oh, no. <laughs> with, with queries <laughs> Good for him but Yeah he's a it's a Hell of a nice chap And he just said to us He sort of gave us A list of who to speak to What to do What not to do He helped check All our documents Beforehand mm-hmm. So he was definitely A huge asset In, in making sure And I think that's okay. why It came through so quickly In those nine months But Look, it is still a as much as we had help, it is still a very frustrating process very because frustrating, obviously they yeah. post you all your documents and there's there's no email or, <laughs> or follow up. It's all and
0: there's no posting uh, crem- 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 to is it?
1: No, so we get but everything posted I- <laughs> to our offices in Hilton. <laughs> okay. But even that is it's still yeah. it takes time and it's um and I think for us the biggest thing we learned was to be the squeaky wheel. We were we phoned and phoned and phoned and phoned. <laughs> <laughs> and like they say, the squeaky wheel gets the oil and we uh, that yeah. was definitely a lesson we learned in Dealing with government is you just have to squeak a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's an exciting. I'm glad you phoned me and let's. It's, where is this available now? In the Midlands, you've got it at. Uh, so, currently at Neanderthal the Wines. Wines,
1: they stock our product, mm-hmm. and the wine cellar along Rosetta, Rosetta Road yeah. and Hilton Tops. Yeah. And those are at our the first quarry. three. Yes, yeah. at the quarry. Yeah. Lovely, lovely centre. Okay. Um, and those are our stores who currently hold so our we'll products. We will certainly
0: get, in, get it into a few more here in Hilton, and That would be Cleef. great.
1: We're busy, and what we what we are busy doing is updating our website. Because what we'd love to do is on our website have a page with little pin locations and photos of the different stores that stock our product. So if anyone is interested, they can go to bootleggermoonshine.co.za and have a look on the location page to locate any bottle stores that do stock the product. And it's obviously great because then other bottle stores just helps to get feed through for for other stores that we love and who have supported us.
0: And have you got a Facebook and a Twitter thing?
1: We we do have Facebook. It hasn't been launched yet. Okay. We, like I said, we're micromanaging. <laughs> so we want it to be perfect before we load it. Yeah. Um, but we're expecting it to be up and running in the next week. So okay. that I'll is take exciting. a few
0: pictures and put it on my Facebook page. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. And oh, very nice you, chatting to you. Yeah, and you too. We'll see you on the trade, man.
1: Thank you.